Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. Danny, we're at a new location. I always love shows at a new location, and tonight we're in South End at the Common Market. Great to see you. New location, new year, Common Market, uncommon times that we live in. So <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, Common Market, great spot. This is a, a favored spot of mine back when I used to live in this neighborhood. You used to live in this neighborhood back before Common Market even existed on this spot. You used to go to the old school Common Market. And how do you feel about the new one? It's a vibe. It's a vibe in here. It was a great vibe at the old place, but you know the corporate companies had to come <laughs> marching south. Yeah, the the, uh, the march of the condo towers south down uh, down South End. Like we were joking earlier, you're saying, yeah, at a certain point, Old Mecklenburg Brewery is going to be considered uh, uptown. This is part <laughs> yeah. of uptown. Yeah, you know, as, as things expand south, it's crazy how much Charlotte is growing. Uh, and you know that's part of why we have a football club. That's part of why we have a, a beer culture and a local scene is the the growth and everyone want to be part of this town. These these they're not. They're building a ton of apartment complexes here, all up and down South Boulevard and South End and whatnot, and they're not empty. They're filling up pretty fast, and, yeah. and people are moving into town nonstop still. So does that mean uh, more fans of the Keep? I, I hope so, because that's the point. Magic words. The, you said what I was hoping to hear. The, the more people in town, that means the more uh, we can turn the Keep into a fortress. Uh, in, in Uptown Charlotte, it's it's, right. it's great to be here. It's great to be fill, doing the show. Fill, fill the fortress, protect the keep. You know that yep. really goes together. That's what we say. It, it's a beautiful blend, and it's great to see you. I, I called you a legend uh, when I saw you tonight because I'm seeing you for the first time. By the way, happy New Year to everybody. Well, I'm seeing seeing you for the first time yeah. in 2023. That's pretty cool to say. Cheers to that. What are you drinking? No food's given. On, on tap here at Common Market. I, know, I love it. They know what to do, yeah. They, uh, they got a variety of locals here on tap at Common Market. I got I had a no foops given right when I walked in the door just to set the tone. Now I'm drinking an out to pasture. Uh, I think this is a Suffolk, Suffolk Punch brew. I'm not 100% sure. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. It is a farmhouse ale. Strong ABV content. I had to go for it. And uh, $2 off tonight. So there you go. Suffolk Punch sounds right. I can't. Uh, place it anywhere else. But cheers to you, Dana Brands. strong. Wow, that, that that drinks like a farmhouse sale. And cheers to 2023. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, but first, I want, quickly, I want to get your Charlotte FC resolutions. Because if there's one thing that you want to do better Love that. this year for Charlotte FC, what is it? It could be, could be you. It could be something about the club. It could be could be anything. Man, I, a bunch of things just ran through my head right there. I'm salty. I... I'm in a salty, kind of a frisky mood, so I was going to say I wanted to piss more people off this year than we did last year with the podcast, but I don't know <laughs> if that's necessarily true. I don't, you know, I'm not, in, in the end, I, I got to keep it positive. So my Charlotte Soccer Show resolution is to, to uh, drink fewer IPAs, fewer <laughs> IPAs in, in year two of 2023. I think I went a little heavy on the IPAs in the show. I got a farmhouse tonight. I'm starting on that, that resolution. Follow my path. lead. Yeah. I, I've always got the blonde or the yeah, pills there. exactly. So that's the move. Fewer IPAs this year. It's a great resolution. Um, for, for me, I, I think the resolution for... The, the, it, since you said it was about you and the podcast, I'm, in, like, I'm into that. So for, for this podcast, I think the resolution is for me to 
F bomb. Say the F bomb less. <laughs> all ages podcast all day. For sure. uh, make sure you mark that uh, in about three or four months. See how I'm doing on that. Probably not not good. But hey, that's the point of sure. the resolution. But for the uh, for the, the for the cu- for the club, rev- uh, the the resolution for me is making sure that the signings happen in a more timelier fashion. Yeah. Uh, funny you should say that because I think the last time we did an episode, we were calling a, a very big signing. We, we It was all but official, the Enzo Copetti signing, so much so that we were speaking about it almost in the past it's, tense, and that was weeks ago. That was before Christmas. Yeah, and it's just about busy work. It's making making sure that DocuSign gets right. out there, that the funds are in the bank. Right. We had the, For, run, the running joke of the DocuSign and Latanzio signing the contract and Shinyashiki signing his, like, the fact that we've been able to make a running bit on this show about how stuff doesn't get signed in a timely fashion is not great for the club. So, you know, maybe at some point in the the, the office, the, the Tepper Sports and Inter- Inter- Entertainment Group, you know, will uh, forget about the Panthers making the playoffs because it's over. There's no more games at, at, yeah. at Bank of America Stadium for the Panthers. So their, their season is done. The only thing that's happening in that building for the first nine months of 2023 is Charlotte FC. And it's, it's perfect timing because it's preseason. It's time to let's move all the NFL stuff out of the main offices. You guys go work in the trailers for a few months. Let's move Charlotte yeah. FC into the main yeah. offices. Let's give Joe and, the cor- yeah. Make sure Joe has the corner office. Right. Please give Joe a corner office. He's got a lot to do. Um, yeah, it'd be it's a great resolution. Finish off signings faster. I, th- I, I couldn't I couldn't uh, couldn't disagree with you for sure. I, I think my resolution for the club is is win the U.S. Open Cup. Just you know, go go win a cup, win, <laughs> yes. win the league cup, win the U.S. Open Cup. Oh go my win God. the freaking cup! You know. Wow, that's uh, that's very special to hear you say that. Um, Go win a cup. I, hey, I, we always talk about trophies. Yeah. And there's some people Hardware. on there's some people on Twitter uh, today that are saying, "Hey, like, what what are the what are your expectations?" Ashley Mahoney mm-hmm. uh, does great work for Axios Charlotte. Got to get her on the show at some point. She does great work. She was asking people. She was reporting on a bunch of news today about Charlotte FC, which we'll get to. But she was asking people like, "What are your expectations for year two? And I thought that was a great question because it's not what your hopes are; it's what your right. expectations are. For, for 2023, and to, and and I was wondering if I should reply from the the show account, which by the way it's, you know, at at for the crown baby on Twitter. The, the response I wanted to say was be part of the movement. Follow at for the crown baby. On I, I was thinking about responding to win a trophy, and then I was like, is that an expectation? And as much as I want it to be, I, is it? Can you expect that in year two? Well, there's four trophies up for grabs. There's the League's Cup, there's the U.S. Open Cup, there's the MLS Cup, and And there's the preseason Coachella, (laughs) what's it called, (laughs) cup that we're going to play in in just a few weeks, you know? I'd be happy, I would call that hardware, if we could could go win the California Challenge Coachella Cup, whatever that's going to be, I don't know. It's like when people say Spurs don't have trophies, I say like... (laughs) Do you not count ICC? Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, we, we tour the United States in the summer better than anyone, thank you very much. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great time of the year. Training is, is, is right around the corner, Danny Brams. And we have new colors to unveil. 
we have new colors and we have training coming up. I, 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 we do have to talk about the colors, but at the risk of a tangent, have you followed, are you insta-stalking any of the players to see who's been keeping up in their training in the offseason and who hasn't? Well, no, because you know that the grind set never sleeps. Right. So you know Bonnie you're... Because is killing it you right know, now. You, you know you're good yeah, there. That's why I bring that up. Yeah. Like, I figured, because you, you, you know that's going to that's gonna be exactly where you want it to be. And I think yeah. everybody else is... Cal Sardersky yeah. is, is with the... Uh, with the Poland club for most of the summer, you I know mean, he's going to come back somewhat fit. Meanwhile, Andre Shinyashiki is touring the world, <laughs> hooking up on Tinder, and uh, watching the club, uh, you know, bring in players at his same position for big money. And uh, we'll see if he's ready to if he's ready to hit training. I don't know. I just have a feeling Andre might like walk into training next week, like. Uh, Dorn in Major League with the, you know the sweater vest and the golf clubs and just be like all right I'm back boys like vacation continues now so we'll see I don't know I'm, from from the insta stalking Andre is giving me a little bit to worry about that's all so uh, there's a key question about Christian Latanzio uh, that we're going to get to that one of our tremendous friends of the show one of our tifos dropped in to uh, the discussion tonight. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get to that. They love Laddie. The, yeah. the TFOs love Laddie. What we're, can you say? We're going to get to that. And, you know, what... Christian Latanzio, Danny Rams, I think anyway, is a manager that prefers players who are fit that can go the full 90. And mm-hmm. that's who he'll start. So if Shinyashiki comes back that way... Like, it's probably going to be an issue for him. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect to see him start very often in right. February and March. Right. I wouldn't either. And the, I'm worried. And that's, you know, I don't want to get too deep into a hypothetical of a, of a hypothetical here. But yeah, but yeah, you just like, called him out. You, you, you just called him out, though. <laughs> the Sheik has been out there. I haven't seen the, I need to see some workout grind videos, Andre. That's all I'm going to say. You know, take a lesson from Bronny. Bronny bro, so like, if you think, you know, Copetti come in, signed to be, you know, in place of Rios, who's now gone out the door, and Shinyashiki is that striker role, which is where the Tanzu has Shinya, even if some people think he's a winger. And and so what's happening? We haven't seen the grind necessarily on the social media from Andre. But what's Bronny bro also has someone signed to his position, Ashley Westwood. We'll get to that news in a little bit, obviously, but Ooh, it's out there. You're we reading got, my mind. I was just we, thinking about it. We that. got an English Premier League player. Uh, a pretty uh, productive English Premier League player, not some slouch, a guy who like helped Burnley stay up. When Ashley Westwood got injured, Burnley got relegated. So like, th- if you can think of it that way, uh, he's now Charlotte FC, not officially announced, but we're expecting it to happen. But that's a Brawny Bro competition. What's Brawny out there doing? Grind set all day. He's not worried about people about signings coming into his same position. He knows he's just gonna, he, he's not giving up that spot lightly whatsoever. And you mentioned all the trophies that uh, could be played for this year, yeah. and depth at that position is a, is a very right. good thing. You know, right. I, you know, it, it's it's healthy competition. It's something that you want to mm-hmm. see in the you can't the just locker have two room. guys for two spots. You can't just be like, oh, Brawny and Jones are going to start as the defensive pivot for thirty five MLS <laughs> games and a, a bunch of cup <laughs> runs. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, like yeah. no chance. Yeah. So to have a reinforcer there, and by the way, Nuno Santos is part of that group. Sure. Not a defensive side of that group, but but all of, you know, you add Nuno Santos to that midfield group, and then you start to realize that right. there's players that can work together centrally that can make this right. this. Uh, 
a tactical approach from an offensive point of view. I think a little more creative. Uh, yeah, and we have Tifo's questions on that, so I don't want to overrule okay. those just yet. But yeah. Yeah. there's a there's a lot of like, what's our best formation? What's our best lineup? Like we have depth issues, and that's like something. A year, if you think a year ago this time when people when we didn't even have hardly anybody even signed, I think leading up to, to the season starting, like how much better are we from a year like? Just from this time a year ago, just think how much better off we are. This is right about the time we started this show, I believe. Like, probably, I think we're coming up on our one-year anniversary in a week and a half or so. Oh, wow. Something like nice. that. It was a kit release, really. Like, so uh, it's just funny to think how our new problem is, like, how are we going to fit all these guys on the pitch? And, you know, do we have to worry about formation changes and things like that? Because there's a couple different ways we could go. We, could, we, have, the, we have the personnel now to do a three at the back with wingbacks if we wanted to. Latanzio didn't show it that that much in the previous season, but he also strikes me as someone who's not really married to any formation. I don't think you can say, like, oh, Latanzio likes to play with this set formation. It's more like, what's his personnel? What's he capable of? What can he do with what he's got? And now I would expect to see a lot more creativity in formations and maybe, maybe even changing game-to-game formation at the time based on personnel because we have... The, the knives are in the drawer. This, you know, we can bust open this from the Swiss Army knife. We can bust open that from the Swiss Army knife. It's exciting to talk about. I think the prospects of the season are right now trending in a very positive direction. But, again, it just comes down to... Uh, do you think they see it? Do, do the outside world see it as much as we see it? Like, how, like... No. So No, they have no clue. Charlotte FC, the official admin account, put out, like, a tweet that was, like, describe Charlotte FC's inaugural season in one word. And my word was launch pad. Because I just think we're just, like, poised to, like, take off. Like, I think the first season was, like, setting all these pieces in place to, like, elevate us to this, like, really high level where we can be competitive as one of the top four or five teams in the East this this upcoming season easily. Just like Austin did last year in the West. We have what it takes. The the vision, I see the vision. Am I being too overly optimistic? I don't know. No, you're not. And and that's why um, I'm willing to dream about those trophies that you talked about, this success, this um, ability to to build and grow and become better. But there's just one thing that's just hanging out there, and you know we talked about it. No, nothing, nothing is signed. Nothing is done. Right. There's there's just not much happening except for the King Harrison Affle. <laughs> <laughs> you know? King Harrison is back, baby. That's <laughs> that's actually the newest news. We should have led with that, obviously, if we were if we were going yeah. with what's uh what's freshest off the presses but yeah that was this afternoon before we yeah. as we were platting out this recording session we got the news that King Harrison King Harrison is signed to a, a spe, it's a special contract status within MLS which allows you to sort of I'm, I don't know if it's uh, if it doesn't count against the salary cap or some some there's some kind of status where he has a uh, player what's it called player uh, professional player professional development deal. yeah where like it's perfect where you develop you develop as a a scout and a coach as yeah. well, and you also play for the first team so he's on the roster but he's spending so he's, free time with he's basically department. roy kent yeah 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 exactly <laughs> like exactly. that's who he is he's, 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 he's there he's at the fucking way oh shit i already I, wow. we already broke the uh the f-bomb word but he's he's he, he's roy kent is what he is and if he can stay healthy, he can contribute to the squad. You know, he was out for a little bit last year or went with an injury. 
and he, he simply cannot play ahead of Jalen Lindsay this year. I just I won't allow it to happen. <laughs> Jalen is like a promising like I know Burns the number one guy in that spot, but you can't then put Jalen down to third. You just cannot. You cannot. Oh man, well it's it's good to know that there's competition there. And then you know he's to be fair, if, if I were to rank Nathan Byrne, Jalen Lindsay, and Harrison Offal as like somebody I wanted with the ball in the opposition's half like in a pressing final 20 minutes of the match I would probably pick Harrison Offal today but in the future maybe somebody else I hope if the, if the answer to that is not burned by the end of the year then we're, that's a bad signing yeah so, that's fair yeah. good call that's, that's, a, that's a great call hey I mentioned the colors I just want to get into yeah, this we do have, um, yeah. because speaking of things that aren't official yet but uh, heavily rumored to be true <laughs> um, I I I have a statement that I want to make about it. Are you about to get on a soapbox? No, but I want to know. I want to know what your reaction was to the reaction. Oh, the reaction to the reaction. I love it. Uh, I'll go. I'll go second level. I might actually give you the reaction to the reaction to the reaction if if, uh, if I have one more sip of this yeah, yeah, out yeah, the pasture. Uh, so the reaction to the reaction was that. It's just kind of a natural thing. Whenever something like this comes out, like it's it's the hatred of the it's the initial like sort of disgust to uh, new things that a majority of the population feels. So you get a leak of Charlotte FC's proposed colors. It's purple and pink, right? Let's let's let that cat out of the bag. Everyone sees these purple and pink swatches. They have no idea how that might look on a kit or what that's going to be a shirt. But they're told, yeah, your beloved mint uh, mint kits, your community kits that everyone just fell in love with in the first year are gone. And you have purple and pink. Coincidentally, the colors of Ally Bank corporate sponsor. Which is why, by the way, I ordered a black and mint Mint City community kit like in October, November, because I knew that was going to be discontinued. And I was like, if I got to get this up now, this this kit will be years from now a fucking classic. Right. When you're wearing a mint kit to a Charlotte match ten years from now, like when you wear that to MLS yeah. Cup when yeah. we're playing for it in ten years. Yeah. From now, like, yeah. For our third or fourth MLS Cup at the time, yeah. No, I agree. I, I the, the the mint kit is just part of what being a year one supporter is all about. I truly believe. But regardless, so this this purple and pink leak comes out, and so it's like everyone like the initial human reaction is every first the first thing is everybody has to freak out. Oh no no! I hate it because of this reason. I hate it because of that reason. I hate it because of this reason. And then it's like, then there's that predictable percentage that's like, well, it's not that bad. Oh, you're overreacting. Da da da. da. Then there's like the 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 flip reaction. Then there's like the well, I have to be cooler than everybody, so I like it. I actually like the pink and purple, you know. And it's like like you guys are way wrong. Like uh, don't oh, I guess you're only cool if you if you're a hater now, and you know I don't care what anyone says. I'm down with it. And like you know, there's that reaction has to come out. You know, so like that that is as predictable. Everybody as the train has as well. an yeah. opinion on kids. Yeah, for sure, people love to talk about kits and at this point in Charlotte FC's uh, franchise history going into the second season when new colors come out it's mm-hmm. going to be a talking point and while that might seem silly to some it's it's not to others so I don't I, I, can I tell you why I don't like it sure a St. Louis has pink so we, we would be bringing on a color of the new expansion <laughs> franchise that replaced us as newbies on the block which I don't like you know like the new baby theory so I don't really like kind of like Atlanta trying to 
uh, borrow mint and share mint with us last year, et cetera, et cetera. And Austin also even tried yeah. to do the same thing. So, like, I don't like that. And I just think that purple and mint was such a layup. Like, there were, or to put it in, in soccer terms, I think I texted you this. I said, purple and mint was a sitter. And <laughs> purple, purple and pink is an own goal. You know, because it's like, why don't you just go purple and mint? It, purple is a nice sort of, like, you, you, you lighten the shade from black and mint that we had on the community kit. Yeah. But you keep the mint that everyone loves. I'm going to shill for our boy, Sean Swain. He designed the show logo. He's, our, he's a great, uh, you know, online uh, acquaintance that we've made through this show. He's a really cool graphic designer. I bought some of his gear off of his Etsy page because he does good stuff. I bought, like, my phone case Sean made. And I have a, a Sir Minty mug that everyone should have in their collection. Uh, that's I, my, I have the koozies. That's my show for I Sean. The, I have the work. koozies. But his other work that he did, he did a concept kit. When we mentioned the Stinger, remember the episode we did at Devil's Logic, like back in the day when I told the story about uh, about trying to get tickets to the uh, to the scrimmage yeah. at the end of the year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unsuccessfully. Yeah, on the rooftop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Great, great fun conversation fun. we had. Yeah. We mentioned there should be a Stinger epi- uh, kit. Sean made a concept kit for the Stinger. It was gorgeous. And I was like, I don't know what they could come up with in this purple and pink look that's going to be better than the concept kit that Sean came up with as the Stinger. That's all I'm here to say. Good take. My take is simply that, like, I just would prefer if it wasn't the corporate colors of Ally Bank. Like, you know, it's like that to me. That's like, I don't want the club to be like this, like, corporate bank club. Mm -hmm. I want it to be grassroots. I want it to, like, Mm -hmm. feel that way and look that way. Like, I I know the NASCAR comparisons. There's a driver in NASCAR whose stock car has the same colors sponsored by Ally. So it's part of the, 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 the corporate strategy and it makes sense for Ally to want their colors to be um, prominently featured on their partners in who they, by the way, pay money to. Sure. But at the same time, I think that there's gotta be a little bit more of a spine that says like, hey, yeah. we're not gonna just do exactly what your colors are. And, and by the way, this this, this kit is leaked. It's not the final product. So it's until I see it announced, I right. still think there's going to be, you know, potentially some opportunity for a tweaking on the kit in maybe mm-hmm. just in an accent of a mint color or something that we didn't see. Because remember, if you think about the community kit, there's like things, different aspects of the kit right. that you might not see that are just beyond the color right, so the detail. Yeah. yeah so maybe there's some slick and sweet detail in the kit that'll change it but for now i just don't like the fact that it's the exact colors of the, the the corporate company that is yeah. prominently featured like they have the entire front of the kit is that not enough right it's sponsored the starting lineups yeah and, you know? and what should i say not enough there's adidas there's the, the crest there's there's a lot I mean, on the front, but but most prominently, prominently displayed featured. ally, yeah. Exactly. And I, 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 no beef with Ally Bank, you know. I, I, I bank with Ally Bank. Yeah, I right, do. Exactly. I do bank with Who Ally. Do, bank. Yeah, everyone should. It's an online yeah. only brand. You yeah. know, they got a good thing going. But you don't get to like choose our kit colors. And I just think purple and mint was just is just like screaming. It's just calling your name. You know, like if you want to make because purple just goes with the royalty theme. You know, I love purple. It's my favorite color. You know, I went to I went to TCU. That would be so sweet. You know, the hot team in college football oh, right now. But that's so why you're a legend, a by long, the way. Yeah, I've been a long-time purple fan. Yeah, I just got back from the Fiesta Bowl on a red-eye trip. Uh, 
so yeah, I, I just and then so and purple is just a nice sort of gradation down from the black. I, you know, I'm repeating myself, but I just purple and mint. It's not too late. <laughs> it's never, never too late, but it probably is uh, too late at this point. Dave, Dave, if you're listening. Uh, speaking of Dave, David Tepper, the the owner of both the Panthers and the uh, Crown. Get under some heat about the uh, turf at the stadium. The Detroit Lions, by the way, Danny Brams, did you hear this? The Detroit Lions are, you know, filing a grievance. Grievance. Screw, screw them, sue them. About the turf conditions yeah. um, at home. And, and I just think it's a it's a massive win for our show. And, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think right. that, like, the fact that I've gone the entire NFL season saying I really don't like Dan Campbell and the, the Detroit Lions... You know, th- this one makes me really reconsider. Yeah. Well, hey. Well, yeah. At one point, you kind of had to fear them as an Eagle fan, but they've kind of fallen off. The no, it's not. It's not even about here. that. Uh, it's not even about that. It's it's truly not. It's just they're doing everybody a solid with this with this grievance, though. I and it, it, goes and it brings out through, from yeah. the opinions again from prominent players like mm-hmm. uh, Shaq Thompson in the locker room, right? For and, the Panthers, who said, you know, it's rock hard, and it's it wasn't an adequate service. It didn't. Pass the test. It's Did not the standard. It doesn't meet the standard. So we 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 can't help the fact that MLS has a salary cap, and that prevents us from just like going out and buying Messi and all the best players in the world, etc. And this, that, and the other thing. But we have the richest owner in the league. Let's let's act like it. Let's flex a little bit. We shouldn't be having the ones with the cheap artificial turf surface that's out here breaking our best defenders' legs. And I, I just thought about this. Hit me. Snap theory. So, David Tepper buys okay. the Panthers, creates Charlotte FC. Legend. Right? Legend for that. Yeah. But he's new to the area. Right? He's still he, getting used to things. He's, he hadn't really settled in. Wants it to feel like home. Come on the show. We'll teach you a few things about Charlotte. You know? So, part of me thinks like, hey, man, if you want to put us to the test, if you want to make this feel like home, then we have to show up to the key we're going to be there we're going to prove it to you that Which like this is a big deal we want to we want a trophy and this trophy is something that every single season we won't stop talking about i mean i dapped up david tepper in the tunnel on the one night that i was able to go to the vault i mean tep was there i don't know if it meant anything to him it meant a lot to me <laughs> you know the fact that i got yeah, to dap yeah, david yeah. tepper yeah that's you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's i get it but like be part of this community. Start to feel what we need. The people are telling you, Mr. Tepper, if I if I may be so bold, grass is the way. You put it in for Chelsea. Let's never forget that. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. Follow him on Twitter, at Danny Brams. You follow me, at John Hayes on air. Probably about the midway point of the podcast tonight. And... There's so much still to talk about. Uh, Rapid-fire questions are coming. We, we have TIFO's questions. Um, we have this topic that we need to get into. The, the World Cup's over. And there's USMNT news. Greg Berhalter, Claudia Reyna, Gio Reyna, his mother as well. It's so scandalous, Danny Brams. I, I, High school soccer shit coming to rear its ugly head in the U.S. men's national At the program. highest level. Yeah, at at the absolute well, highest level. I got a I got a hot take on that one that might 
scorch some national team. Long, if you're a longtime fan of the national team, I might be able to melt your brain on that one. So we're going to be back after this. Going to cheers to uh, a good discussion to, to kick things off. We're going to answer your questions next, and I'm going to refresh my uh, Twitter page to see if Capetti uh, that deal is done. <laughs> back after this. All right, we're back on the show, Charlotte Charlotte Soccer Show, and um, we're here with a correction. Got to issue a correction. I bragged up uh, the out to pasture. I, I said I thought it was a Suffolk Punch brew, actually a Southern Strain brew. My apologies to both injured parties in that equation. Uh, it is a good beer, and you have uh, ponied up. You're now drinking out to pasture alongside with me, so I got something right. Yeah, it's it's very different than the new the no Fuchs given. And it, um, it's got some bite right off the bat. Yes, but it's not just bite. It's just like uh, taste yeah. that that lingers in a very good way. Well, it's like this is a beer that you go to drink it, and you're you're tasting it before you even put it into your mouth. You know, like yeah. you're tasting it just through the aroma, like that comes into your nostrils as you sort of put the glass to your face. And it it's it it's a full frontal assault on the senses. It's a farmhouse ale uh, with a 6.4 ABV that does not fuck around in any yeah. way, shape, or form. It's, it's good beer. It's, Thank it's, it's Southern delicious. Strain. Yeah, make sure uh, Southern Strain gets its due, and hopefully we can get there to do a uh, podcast episode Ooh, someday at, at some point. So uh, we're, we're back to talk, of course, Charlotte FC, but I, I, I do want to answer some questions. The Tivo's questions. Yeah. It's a staple of the second segment. Yeah. So I think I. It, it's probably best to get into that at this point. Well, and most of the rest of the stuff we want to talk about gets addressed in these questions. So it's perfect. The reason why we put out the questions is because, first of all, we 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 love to to know that y'all are engaging with the show. So in that uh, same sentiment, hit us with a five star review. Hey, little five-star? Never yeah. heard anybody. Hit us with a five-star. Leave a comment. Tell us what you like about the show. If, if you've got to give us a four-star, that's fine. Four-star recruits. TCU has shown that, like, <laughs> you know, ultimately you can win the title. You, know, you, 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 you can leave, develop into... If you leave us a four-star review and tell us why, then we won't be too upset, I guess. But Five-star. Go five. Come on. Five-star review helps us get the, the word out. And, you know, we've got questions from the 5 and 2 Project. Uh, Happy New Year, Kev. Great to great to hear from you, Evan Rude, Ash, as well. Um, Legend. JPP uh, chimes in too. Uh, no, that's not JPP. That's Jonathan Potter. Potter bread. Potter bread. Potter bread. Uh, Happy New Year, JPP. He did make. He did comment. Made a great comment on one of our posts earlier this week. Uh, we're we're going to address that. So wh- where do you want to start? I'd like this to be rapid fire, but I, I also think I'm, that there's a lot of great questions that, that I want to ask you. I'm going to go as rapid fire as possible. Go start with pot of bread, and I'll see how long I can uh, carry through with the gimmick. Been watching Glass Onion and Knives <laughs> Out. Great, great content. Y'all planning on doing more murder mystery shows this season? If so, I request a hokey southern <laughs> accent. Wow. Well, Mr. Potter Bread, <laughs> I must tell you that in all of my estimations, I could not surmise the difficulty of trying to keep up a southern accent in such 
edified speech patterns, <laughs> so as to say, for the rest of the whole episode. But I do like Glass Onion. I thought it was a great movie. A big part of my holiday experience. And uh, I went about as far as I could with the uh, Benoit Blanc. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. yeah. The uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig. You yeah. Know, it's like it. yeah. m- more like Danny Brams. Yeah. You know, Daniel well, Craig meet Danny Brams. Well, I, I'll say, I wish we had had Benoit Blanc on the case with us last year because even though we had, we were we pointed the finger at Christian Latanzio in our murder mystery episode uh, he beat the rap and he got he got himself signed as the permanent coach so uh, we, we might have pointed the finger at the wrong man in that one that's all I can say anytime you watch a movie like that yeah. you're not you're not always right you know? yeah, you, exactly. you, you sometimes you pick the wrong but we spin person. A, we spun a good yarn and, and uh, we will try to do the same and if, if you hear Benoit Blanc creep back into any future answers you can thank pot of bread for that so amazing question by the way and i'm incredibly proud of that episode and uh, it was fun uh, we'll, we'll of course we'll do something like that again when the decision is is made where we can program an episode and figure out you know I hope we don't have to do an episode like that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> then it makes me realize that that means yeah, that it's yeah. very poor performance. We'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a murder mystery episode for who killed uh, St. Louis this season. This year. How about that? <laughs> Good idea. Um, okay, let's start with Brennan Wilhide. Uh, have you guys heard anything about the MLS NP team schedule? Ticket information and where the team will play its matches. Have not heard anything uh, uh, about those details. I, I do know that uh, we signed three new players to our MLS Next Pro. Uh, this today, so yeah. we're we're filling out the squad. You should be definitely following Darius Barnes on Twitter. He's the head. He's in, he's the guy in the front office of the club who runs the MLS Next Pro team, and he's the one to follow for all good information on that. And shout out to one of our TIFOs, a great follower uh, at the Last Walt, who I don't I don't think at the Last Walt has a question here in the uh, in the in the TIFOs questions today, but he's a guy who follows us and chimes in a lot on these next pro questions. So uh, he had a response to us earlier today. Let me see if I can find it. But the last Walt is a really good guy. Uh, so he answered another question. He says a lot of the later picks, talking about our draft picks and the MLS Super Draft and these new guys that we signed today, yeah. they don't really sign as they make the team after the preseason. So they, you know, the last Walt on Twitter, great follow for Charlotte FC MLS next pro stuff. That's what I was saying. Follow. Next, follow his ass. <laughs> next, next pro to me is um, is very interesting. I'm, I'm more interested in the Charlotte Independence. Tell us what you really think about next pro, John. <laughs> Come on. You're, drink, you're drinking a freaking out to pasture here. No Fuchs given. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had a new, no Fuchs given, I'd tell you with, with no fucks given. But I'll just leave it at this. And I, I, I think I, said, I tried to say it in the most amicable way possible. Amicable way possible. I meant to say, I care more about the Charlotte Independence. Like, I, Let's I, go Jacks. This is not like a Charlotte FC Stan show. Then this is go, the Charlotte soccer show. Go to, uh, you need to go to uh, Kara Hunter question then next. Okay. Uh, Danny Brams has done his homework uh, for, for this segment. Any ideas or we, uh, whether Zendejas is ours or on loan again? It's, he's a keeper that played pretty well with the independents. Yeah, he was one of the best keepers in USL. One month keeper of the month award multiple times, if I'm not mistaken. And he was our fourth string keeper, guy who had some MLS yeah. experience playing for Minnesota. Uh, as of last I checked, 
when we made our roster decisions a month ago and uh, didn't pick up a few of the options, kicked a few guys to the curbs, and Haas was still on the roster, Kara. So I do believe he will get loaned out to the Independents again, though, because that just worked out so well for, for all parties involved. Uh, we pay his salary. Independence gets the benefit of his play. Everybody's happy. That's in Dejas. Like, you know, like, get yourself out to Memorial Stadium and go see some Independence games this year. You won't, uh, you won't regret it. That's great, great uh, soccer club right here in the heart of Uptown, just like FC. My answer to the question is is no, because we have a uh, a keeper competition that doesn't involve him. Well, sure, yeah. I, I, Pablo Kalina versus Pablo. Christian Kalina. That's a future ep- like that's that's a future episode. That's, we're gonna have to address that in this preseason for sure. Yeah. So, I, I guess we'll call it on loan because um, that's uh, that's of, of course. I think Zadehas gets loaned back out to the independents. Makes sense. But there's been no official news on that. Makes in sense. The last month. Makes sense. Uh, I mentioned and I alluded to this question earlier from from Ash Ash Hamrick. Uh, great to hear from from Ash on the show. Uh, will this season be the rise or fall <laughs> of Christian Latanzio? Uh, the, the drama has not even yet begun. I mean, he just shed the interim manager Christian Latanzio <laughs> tag. So, are, gonna, is that? Do, are we sure that that, did that deal go got through? signed? <laughs> I'm calling it the rise, baby. I think it's. I think it's all good things for Charlotte FC, and I think uh, Latanzio's boat will rise with that tide for sure. I think. I think. A lot of eyes will be on us in the second half of the season, and it's going to be the story of Charlotte FC will be told, and things will be told about an interim manager who took over in the middle of the season and, and took a while to find his groove, but finally has this team playing at a, at a level that no one saw coming this quickly. Uh, and that's, that might be my mint colored glasses, but you never know. If, if you give me the two options, I, I say rise. Uh, because this is a very short-term decision, Danny. It's about, like, how quickly can you get off to a start? Because remember, he could be sacked if they lose the first 10 games. Sure. This this club has shown the ability to sack a manager before. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. and, if he, and if he's not, uh, I'll question right. what's going on. This is This is different than what we've seen. So it's it's we, we have to decide whether, you know, if you're gonna rise and he's if, gonna give us that everlasting love. Aunt, if he's gonna give us that everlasting love, then I I, I will give him it in return as long as the results are there. You can wonder why <laughs> any of this is happening, but the answer is rise. But if it, it does turn out to be fall, we'll be here to cover it. You're not getting rid of us. We'll have just yeah. as much fun talking about it if it's a fall as, <laughs> as if it's a rise. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And by fun, we mean by, like, enjoy doing the show. Right. Like, not, like, after they lose at the stadium. Like, oh, great. You know, no. Um, we are, we're here for the, for the club. And that's the cool thing to me about soccer. And there's been, there's been so much Danny Bram. So we've, we've discussed lately about soccer when it comes to World Cup. The return of the Premier League, MLF offseason, January transfer window. There's just so much happening in the sport right now where you can keep up with it. You can prepare yourself for different versions of play. And by the way, do you know what's happening in the next week? EFL Cup quarterfinals. FA Cup all weekend. 
there's just so many competitions happening soccer everywhere in 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 soccer that it's like now's a good time the yeah. new, you sink your teeth into it understand how the ecosystem works as much as people love the world cup and the world cup draws people to the sport for sure club football is really where the the true like if you're you, you don't really become a soccer sicko you like someone who's like really into the game until you, you get fully invested in the club level like and, and this is and this is where life. livelihoods are made on the pitch think about these these signings that are supposedly coming here they're being paid to play the game right. uh, at Charlotte FC so do you have a preference of next question? Are you hosting you this second? Am I? I'm, I'm, I'm my only goal is to go as rapid fire as possible and not, not dilly-dally. Uh, Nick Youngblood, Young Blood, do you think that our first two picks from a super draft um, will be uh, MLS next pro next season or MLS so, reserve bench quality? So, so, so for about Jop and Ajumong. I think they will both be reserve bench quality for sure. I don't I don't see either of those two playing MLS Next Pro. I think Jop has a chance to to see MLS minutes for sure. The way people raved about him, the I agree. The highlight and, videos and, and, we and saw, and he's the defensive the center back from Clemson. Yeah, right. But, yep. Hamidi, Hamidi Jop, and we have good depth at center back with walks. Malanda, Karuha, Karuho off the well. Come off the injury. Is Karuho going to be there day one? I don't think so. He's not. I don't. I think we. I'm not counting on Karuho till April. It's nice to have walks back. I don't think Karuho really is a factor until April. It's nice personally. to have walks back. Yeah. Let's not talk about center backs. I don't want to. All right. I don't well, want to go. I don't, the, the rabbit hole of center backs for me, Danny Rams. You know this. We go. We go down that rabbit it's, hole. It's and all I, just. And I it's can't all just to say. Myself. It's all just to say that Diop has a really good chance to see minutes. I don't think he's an instant and, starter. And, and, but, and yeah. to me, to hearing you say that to me, I, I don't want to hear it. All right. I think that spells issues. It spells disaster. Wow. You, you you can't have a super draft kid counted on as one of your center backs in a in a four back wow. system. I I won't I won't tell him that I won't. Uh, Tell Ben Bender that you said that. If if you don't, uh, we we certainly relied uh, on Ben Bender early in the season. Yeah, but late in the year. Yeah, was he able to, to hold up with the grind no. of an MLS schedule? He hit the rookie wall for sure. And he, so, so early or late, I, it's I can't be mad at your take. I think your take is good. But these guys are are quality players. Ajmong, I think, has a, the problem with him is that Vinny Mello is in the like. We've got if it's Kopetti, Shinyashiki, Vinny Mello. Ajumong's the fourth and best on Vinny that list. Vinny who? So. Vinny Mello, the, the best kept secret in Major League Soccer. This guy, the whispers and, and just the, if there's a, there's, if you, on a windy day in Charlotte, if you listen close enough, it just says, Vinny Mello, Vinny Mello, just carried on the wind. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the, the tales that have been uh, told by the, the ancients about the scrimmage game he had against St. Louis too. Oh man! Insane. Imagine if he um, shows up against St. Louis. I hope it happens. I hope it. I hope it happens. And gets the job done on that next level. I we have it. You know, pe- people have questioned our sources in the past, but we have it on pretty good sourcing that uh, the front office was very worried about St. Louis maybe yeah. stealing Vinny Mello in the expansion draft. That's all I can say. This uh, next. I always call for questions and or comments, and this is probably my favorite comment of the group. 
Matthew T at Bow Round and Round. Matty T. He says, please pass judgment on the Reina family Burhalter fuse. We were not going to get away without having to talk about this. This yeah. is the huge news of the day in the soccer world. It's a massive shakeup in the men's national team program. And I guess if we were just like, what's the the rapid fire? Long and short of it is that allegations came out uh, this week. I think yesterday they started to first filter out these allegations about an issue Greg Berhalter had with his uh, then-girlfriend like 20 years ago, who's now married I think it was 1991. Gotcha. So 30 years ago, uh, they're married now, and uh, some issues went on between them that were unsavory at best, Uh, but they were in the past, and then they were brought back to light by the family of Gio Reyna, who were upset about his lack of playing time in the World Cup. It's all kind of complicated by the fact that these two families have been very close, and that the Reynas and Burhalters have spent a lot of time together, so this was like a, a betrayal of great family friendship at the same time, in addition to being just headline news and like a complete like gossip bomb on top on top of the entire men's national program. It's like when, it's like when Tyrion Lannister goes after someone in his own family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's Burn like the whole thing down. It's yeah. all, it's like stabbing somebody in the back. Yeah, someone that you've had a relationship with for right. for such a long time and. I, in no way, shape, or form, would, at, at this point, say Greg Berhalter deserves to be the United States men's national team coach, because I don't think he should right. be. Like, no. Like, uh, his, I didn't think that you, you two days ago, and I don't think in that. Do you know, yeah, you know yeah. what's very interesting, and to me, find I find it somewhat comforting, is that he's not under contract. Well, there's, there's, a, new, there's a new manager that's going to take over. It's a, a caretaker manager. In um, for the rest of the month, for one of the, the worst managers in MLS history, by the way. Just, just with Colorado, just as a side note, by the well, way. It's not about results yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that Greg yeah. Berhalter is out of a contract. Yeah, and I'm not saying he deserves a pass on any. I don't think he's getting a new contract and, after and, all this. And, yeah. and that's my point: is right. that like that he, he has officially been sacked. His contract has, right. is up. Right. He's not getting a new one. And why isn't this discussion being being had at a very super high level? He's out of a contract. Well, okay, so, but do you think this, this story today, this whole Reina, you know, why are we talking about old shit story that's that's emerged because the Reina's decided to go high school soccer parents? It's mode. over for Greg. But do you think that this story accelerated the exit of Greg or did it help him? Like, to me, it makes him more of a sympathetic figure that these people are out there, like, sharing old stuff that had pretty much, you know, well, as as much as I don't condone anything, if the allegations that were put out by Reina's mom were true, I don't condone any of those allegations. It was 30 years ago, and the parties involved have forgiven and moved on, so, like, it's not really our place as outsiders to comment on it, necessarily. I, I don't know, like, uh, it's really weird, like, uh, it, the, 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 the lens of, like, who's at fault here really just shifts to the Reina's to me, like... And that, like I mentioned, I teased earlier a face-melting, brain-melting take. Here's my take, is that everyone's like, oh, this is sullying, this is destroying the legacy of Claudio Reyna, one of the greatest captains in U.S. men's national history, and like, I can't believe how bad this makes Claudio look after such a stellar career. F that. Claudio, I've been anti-Claudio since 20 years ago, man. This guy is a bum, like, 
Claudio Reyna cost us the entire World Cup with one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen a U.S. men's national team player make against Ghana. Everybody who follows the team knows what I'm talking about. He freaking gave up the ball off of a... There was a back pass to him. He couldn't handle it. Uh, uh, Asamoah Gion stole the ball from him like taking candy from a baby. Went and, and scored. This is the, the 2006 World Cup. Uh, essentially, the U.S. was eliminated on this play. I think it was the second group stage game, but it, it, it eliminated us because we lost to Ghana. And I've hated Reyna ever since then. So all these people who are like, oh, Claudio Reyna is such a great servant of the U.S. men's national program, and like he has such a great legacy in this room. No, he didn't have any good legacy in my book. And like, as far and I'll take it even further. Gio Reyna has no legacy either. What is he, like? Who cares if Gio Reyna was benched during the World Cup? He didn't. Like, Not me. I mean. He didn't really the the times that he did come in. He was pretty decent against Netherlands, but he wasn't amazing. And it's like this is a kid who's a spoiled rich brat, who's an overrated dribbler, who doesn't have any idea how to play inside of a team concept, who's always hurt. So it's like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna shed a tear for Gio Reyna's missed minutes in the fucking World Cup in Qatar either. And like our team will be better when we're relying on dudes like the Aronson brothers, who work their asses off and like went into like extra training mode during the pandemic to elevate their game and are now like starting to take over the English Premier League. What's Giorina done besides sit in injured reserve for Borussia Dortmund who plays in the German League which is an absolute no defense joke of a league. Give me a fucking break on all of it. Man, that was such a good take. My god. I like I my face has melted. At this point, like my lip, my face is melted, and and like I, I like I like the way it feels. Is is it's like I'm in a sauna. And I'm just like get everything out, you know, all the toxins, all the bullshit. It's like it's all gone, you know, and you can kind of see right through it all. Um, Evan Root, uh, <laughs> at next, Root next one nine one. <laughs> next question. What do you see as our best formation to get our attacking talent into the game? Assuming Capetti is finalized. If this is a great question. Um, we could go for an hour on this. Um, we're not doing rapid fire anymore, clearly. I, but, I'll uh, go for rapid fire. Okay. No, 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 no. But I, 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 sure. I'll just say, you're, I'm actually going to, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I'm, you're the formation guy. I'm going to say 3-5-2 with Byrne as a wingback and, and Vargas slash Yusviak on the left side as, as wingbacks. Yeah. Because... That allows us to get Nuno Santos in alongside Copetti and Carroll and still keep the defensive pivot. But you're the formation guy, so yeah. you go. Nah, three at the back is non-starter for me. It's been the same for months. It's been the same for months. Dude. Then what's the answer? It's a four. Two with a pivot if you want, you know. Throw them, throw whether it's Westwood, whether it's Bronny Bro, whether it's Derek Jones. Those are the top three, two for three every match. It's, I like what's happening there. You know, I think that's that's smart. Uh, I think Westwood that's signing has I think that's too. that's good. I, yeah. And I also think in front of them, you could you could play somebody uh, in a you know, Santos in a creative role, right. a Carol Sadursky in a creative role. You could even put Santos in the double pivot and let him have a little more freedom to go forward, <laughs> like Bronny. Got yeah. Late in the year. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, he's the he's the fourth, and, and Nuno Santos doesn't have to be the the signing for Charlotte FC. He's he's not going to be that when Capetti signs up. And when and when Westwood signs up, Nuno Santos right. is going to be the forgotten man. Right. And and and, and, and I, I think, be perfect for him. 
which yes. might free him up to become whatever he needs to be. Exactly. And then, then you have to think about your wing play from there. And you've got speed on the wings. you got Vargas, who clearly made an impact on Latanzio at the end of last year. I'd expect him to start a left wing. Yeah. I would expect Vargas to start a left wing. Latanzio loved him there. Yeah. Loved him there. He offered so much pace. He prefers being on that side of the pitch. And obviously you play Swiderski up top in the 9 and the 10 role. Mm-hmm. Either one doesn't matter to me. Petty instead of Rios. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right on the right hand side, it's uh, it's 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 dealer's choice, baby. You know who I want? Mackenzie Gaines, <laughs> <laughs> budding superstar. Yeah, like yeah, Mackenzie like Gaines. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's like you yeah. can you can decide. So, I mean, I think Gaines, that I think Gaines, that covers it. Oh, by the way, and, uh, I'll, if if it was as much of discourse as we've had on the podcast about, um. The keeper, like I, if if I, if you said tomorrow you got to put a lineup out there, I say Kalina, you're in. Like, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, but it's his Pop- job to lose for yeah, sure. Yeah, Pablo just was really impressive late in the season. He's been a starter before. Kalina yeah, yeah. makes you wonder sometimes with the distribution. Pablo won big oh, and, praise oh, for dude, his distribution. Dude, do you remember when Kalina let in a goal from midfield in the most important game of the season? I've been trying to forget that, but yeah, I do remember it. Unfortunately. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. And it needs to be just said out loud just because, like, hey, everybody's aware of that. And and sometimes I don't think what's fair is that when you're in a, a first-team player, like, every move is, like, defines who you are as a right. player. Sure. Like, the reason he let the goal in from near midfield is because he's the guy that was out there. You know, yeah. yeah. It could have happened to anybody, yeah. Right, but it was him that day. And you don't shed that sort of thing. So when you play those big matches, remember, you know how when you play a final, right? Sometimes it starts cagey because the nerves are there because mm-hmm. everybody realizes my moves in this match ultimately right. will define what people think about me and my game. And that same thing happened in the Columbus match. Yeah. Was it Columbus? Yeah. The the abbreviated match? Yeah. Where they scored from yeah. midfield? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, in that match? Like, 70 minutes to paradise, yeah. That was the match. And he he right. and he and let that go in. So you... you, you and right. That waves on, weighs on me. Everybody thinks so you. much about the end of that match, they don't realize we never should have even conceded in the first place. So... I second yeah. that. He has to think about that. And, and I'm not saying that Pablo Cisniega should be the guy. But what I'm saying is, is like, e- I, either one of them can tell me that I think it's the time guy. to shit or get off the pot with Pablo, though. Because, like, if we're – he, we could sell this guy for money. Because he's capable of being a starter. That's not, for, that's for not, that's not on else. him, though. That's on Latanzio. For, for us or somebody else, though. Like, no, 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 no. But when mean, you say shit or get off the pot, it's not, about, it's not about Pablo. It's about Latanzio. <laughs> but, no, the club needs to in regards to Pablo needs to shit or get off the pot. Gotcha. Okay. Because we could either sell him for cash or let him have a legitimate chance to start. Which he has right now. And this right. is, I would say that the next four months are... The next four weeks, maybe. I mean, uh, who knows what's going to happen in preseason camp, yeah. As far as his future at Charlotte FC? Sure. Time's now. And that's why this league is so fun. Because sometimes you'll find players who are on the edge. And, you know... Having MLS success and being on the edge of MLS success, two very, very different ends of the spectrum. That's true. 
just the way the league is set up. Uh, which player from Sports Addict? I know we've gone back and forth with okay. Matt, real Matt Barbie, Barbie on Twitter, especially you. Go Blue Devils. Let's go. He says, which player from the inaugural roster do you expect to have a surprise breakout season? And why would that player be Adam Harper? <laughs> <laughs> he must be yeah. asking you this question. Yeah, yeah. so you, um, he answered, he gave my answer. So well, what is your answer? Well, I'm di- I'm just shocked and dismayed that anyone th- would think that an Adam Armour breakout season would be considered a surprise if we're going by the syntax of the question. But I would also say Dude, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I disagree. No, you're with right. You. You're right. Well, it, I th- we're an Adam Armour friendly podcast. Here, I, I, so, yeah, I think yeah. that like with it would surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think some people who are on the outside looking in would be like, "Who is that guy?" All right. So I'm gonna my my second. That was my first joke answer. My second joke answer oh, is. Is uh, T.T. Ortiz is going to have a breakout season for FC Barcelona <laughs> in the Ecuadorian League? <laughs> uh, he he signed with them last week. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. So yeah, yeah. T.T. The first Charlotte player to play for Barcelona is T.T. Ortiz. <laughs> Just a quick caveat: it's the Ecuadorian Barcelona, not uh, not the Spanish Barcelona. Wow, wow so, that's a great. Uh, but it, that is a true uh, true news item from last week. Uh, player from the inaugural roster have a surprise breakout season. I'm gonna say McKenzie Gaines, of course. Why? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Why go off brand? We, we talked about like yeah. what what role is open on the squad and what would be a surprise. Right. Would be like him stepping into that role. Right. When you consider like, like three or four guys are fighting for that spot right now, if anyone yeah. locks it down, that's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, what an opportunity for for um, this entire team to. To achieve uh, something this year. Uh, Shout out Matt Barbie. Most liked question of all the questions that were asked us, his had the most likes on it. So there you go. You know. Shout out. Whatever. Thanks, Elon. Five and two project. Um, our friend Kevin Young. He says, "When is the Charlotte Soccer Show Queens Guard Kit going to be released? Great option for supporters of Charlotte FC and the Pod and." For those a part of or not an official supporters group, I mean, uh, we could we could probably release it the in the Queen, next three months. Queen's Guard kit to me is going to look a lot like the Stinger kit that Sean Swain designed. So, if anyone wants to make that, I'll I'll fi- I'll finance it. Yeah, and we'll get it out there. That's a sweet kit. Yeah, It'd be amazing if we just made that kit ourselves and wore it to games. It's a uh, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. Bridget McCall, uh, she chimes in as well. She goes, here we go, Danny Rams, here's your two-parter. We what, love two-part questions on this show. What do you see as being laddies? When I see when I hear laddie, the, the only difference between for Aye, me, laddie. I think about like an Irishman. Aye, like laddie. not an not an Italian guy. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I'm gonna go with it. Uh, no, Bridget Bridget loves to call Latanzio Laddie. Laddie. Yeah, yeah, it just reminds me of somebody that should be yeah. wearing like a, a P cap in, in Dublin. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Um, I, I think I had a caddy. When I played, uh, yeah, I played yeah. St. Andrews yeah. named Laddie. <laughs> exactly. What do you see as being Laddie's biggest challenge heading into the preseason? And which new signee do you think will make the biggest impact immediately? There's keywords in there. Pick them out. Two two part questions. We, you know, you're the John. You're the one that actually has spoken out most vehemently against him. But I'm with you on that. I never disagreed. Laddie's biggest challenge will be incorp- deciding the formation, deciding like deciding how to get the best talent on the field because we have we have depth in a few key positions. 
The new signing who will make the biggest impact immediately is someone who will make Laddie's challenge even tougher. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. Ashley Westwood. We talked about this guy bringing an injection of class into the roster. Yeah, we did. Fuchs is a Fuchs is a Premier League champion, Christian Fuchs, and he definitely like set a tone last year and helped us. And, he, and he's in, gone. Moment, in moments, he did show class. Right, but it, but but Ashley Westwood, I would say, even though he never achieved the heights of winning a Premier League title like Fuchs did with with Leicester, I would say Ashley Westwood is is a very is almost a slightly more accomplished player in terms of like attacking sensibility a guy who like ran shit for his team a guy that took corner kicks a guy that like made things happen that put in hard tackles that played box to box like i think he's i think he's gonna make a as big as i've been on copetti and and it's hard not to answer copetti i i honestly think westwood might make the biggest impact right away because copetti's got to learn a few things i asked you to pick out the key words and, and you did key word was immediately in, in that sentence. The only retort I would have to that is like the ankle injury seemed pretty bad. Sure. Broken ankle. Yeah. Will, will he be able to... But it was nine months ago. It was in April. Yeah, that's... You know, so... You, you should, don't know. should be feeling well, like yourself. I, I will say this. Also, the two people who are most likely the eligible answers for this, uh, Westwood and Capetti, neither of them are officially signings as of yet, <laughs> as we keep harping on. So, there you go. Oh, yeah. They're not even... <laughs> yeah. They're not even part of the club. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, my answers, uh, even though she asked you, I, I would prefer to chime in. Please. Uh, his, his biggest challenge, in my opinion, by far, is Andre Shinyashiki. Love that. You're not wrong. And, Yashiki. you know, it's like, what are you going to get out of him? Because he's been fucking around this Because Rios is season. gone. The bouncer's gone, man. Yeah. He took another job. Yeah. He's at another club. Right. He moved to the club up the street. <laughs> paid him better. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're taking care of him. Yeah. You know, he's getting some extra cash slipped into right. his back pocket. Right. Now Shane Yashiki's supposed to work the door. Is he respected out there? Can he get the crowd into the club that you want? He's been on permanent vacation since the season ended, so... I mean, if you're going to work the door, you got to make sure that the VIP get in in a timely fashion. Otherwise, they're going to go to another club. And the VIP is named Karol Swiderski. You know, so... Get him I, in the door. That, to me, is the biggest challenge. Um, which, nine, which new signee do you think make the biggest impact immediately it's it's Copetti of course <laughs> right it's like duh it's a striker I made a I made a I made a two or three minute case for Westwood <laughs> but I actually believe it's Copetti as well so, okay but I am everything you said about Westwood I enjoyed yeah. but if you like I need I just want to talk about Westwood yeah yeah, yeah no I but the answer is Copetti yeah to add on to your Westwood point um as far as like class is concerned, I want to put him on the Fuchs scale, since there's no Fuchs given tonight. Right. A one Fuchs given. Right. To a ten Fuchs given. Right. And the ten Fuchs given scale is like you play very, you play at your highest level for every minute that you're on the pitch. Okay. And the zero Fuchs given scale is you play, you you know, the total opposite of that. You play like TTOTs. <laughs> so. Where I would rank Christian Fuchs on the no Fuchs given scale is a five. Depends on the game, but yeah. Five. There were, he had sevens some games and twos other games. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So on average, I'd give him the yeah. five. What I would expect from Westwood on the no Fuchs given scale is a seven. Maybe even an eight, but eight is dreamland, seven is expectation. 
We need a guy who just can come in and show our dudes what it's about. Look, the thing you tweeted the other day on the show page, at For the Crown Baby, follow us, was an injection of class, and I hope he shows Brawny Bro a few tricks of the trade. And that's ultimately, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the perfect way to yeah. sum it up. Yeah. Like, signing Westwood, ups, it, 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 it raises the ceiling for what Brent Bronico can become, which is double double victory for Charlotte FC. Amazing. Um, that, that's exactly right. That's, that's what I said. You can follow me at, at John Hayes on air. Follow Danny Brams at Danny Brams if you made it this far in the podcast. Thank you so much for being right. here. Give us a five star. Give us a review. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell, tell us who you'd like to hear from on the show. We want to make guest requests. And we will be in a position to do that in the next 12 months. But it's not something that we just take for granted and want to throw out there. We want to make sure that the right people are included right. on this show. We want to talk to Shane Yashiki, but I'm going to guess the club doesn't make him available. He's probably, he, he, he's probably not going to listen to the Common Market episode. You know, don't 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 worry, and and we could we could find a way to get it get in touch with. Well, you remember the Andrew. infamous podcast he went on last year when he was working on his contract situation. So. Every, yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I I did for I did forget about that, but. I think our rundown is um, pretty much complete. Anything else on there? Uh, we talked about the artificial turf. We talked about the, the lawsuit. That was one of our TFOs questions. Just want to give a shout-out to John Orton. Thank you for submitting a question. We kind of answered it in advance. Evan Root. So, to get around the whole uh, the bit, how we don't like two-part questions, right? Yeah. I think Evan Root might have submitted... No, no. I thought, he sub- I thought Evan Root submitted... Ooh. Two questions in two different <laughs> tweets, which would have been amazing. Uh, assuming Copetti's finalized, what's the best formation? We answered that. Yeah, we got it all. I think. Dude. I think we got it all. And and thank you so much. To, we love to, our tifos. They're just an amazing group. Yeah, yeah. It's like we we have the best podcast listeners in all of Charlotte FC fandom, easily. And I think it's a representation of the club. You know, we do it because people care. I, mean, I right. care about it. You care right. about it. So let's talk about it. Right. Let's and let's have the community. Uh, have a conversation and open up an, an, a forum. So, in that case, the point is, is that this is an open forum. Please share your thoughts with us and let us know what right. you think about the club exactly. in any way, shape, or form possible. You can expect content from us on different platforms. We and conversation. Have... We'll go back. We'll go back and forth with you. You mentioned we've got sports addict Matt Barbie, one of our, you know, our, yeah. a, a foil that we've gone back and forth with many <laughs> times on Twitter, and it's all love, and we have so much fun with it. So, yeah. yeah. Love to meet a few more of folks like that this year. There's going to be a lot of discourse around the club in the next two and a half months. So I know you've been but all across the map. I know you've uh, you've flown out to <laughs> to Arizona. I know that you're headed gra- to LA next. I week. know that you're headed <laughs> to LA. You're going back and forth across the country. Uh, it's here. championship mindset here. You, you know? know. Yeah. But just so you know, when you get back and you get settled, it's go time. Season's here, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I still feel like it's going to be like a, we've got the best kept secret in MLS. Like, I still feel like people don't understand, like, what we're building here, what we've put together. Like, we've seen it. We know we've seen it firsthand. Like, yeah. what's happening with Charlotte FC and, like, knowing, like, what we're capable of. I'm not guaranteeing we'll get, I feel pretty confident that we're going to maximize the potential and we're going to get, we're going to, like, Everything that, that that could be coming to us, I think it will come to us. There's a chance it doesn't, and maybe you know, who knows? Maybe things go bust. Nothing's ever guaranteed in this life, but the, the chemistry 
is lifting me higher, baby, right now. It's just like, I just, higher than I've ever been before, man. It's like, I just feel like Charlotte FC's got the love, you know? Yeah. I mean, when, when you want to think about your dreams, yeah. just get as high in the clouds as you possibly can. Yeah. And when you think about what's, what's, what's possible for this club and what can be accomplished, right. you just have to dream higher. And, and higher. Knowing that everyone else is going to get on board eventually, like that we got this early ticket to, to a movement that is starting and is going to be real and take off into the clouds. It's sublime, man. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why we're here always on the show. We'll be here on the show for the next month, for the next two months, throughout the entire season. We'll be here uh, most weeks, sometimes two times a week, for, yeah. for most of 2023. So we're, so hop on board. It's, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Every week we get closer to our 500th episode. <laughs> and we'll celebrate the milestones along the way. But you know, we talked about this being a passion project. We talked about this being um, a reflection of life here in the Q- QC. And that's, I think, how I'm going to end tonight's show, Danny Brams. I think ultimately when you do content like this when when you talk into a microphone you're at a local establishment here in charlotte the point is not to just like do a show about charlotte fc it's to open the door up and let people see what charlotte is like on wednesday january 4th 2023 in the evening i'm still writing 2022 on my checks you know, but but here we are. Yeah, and that's the mindset you have to get into. And as most of our conversation is about soccer, sometimes you got to just like put your put your mind there and ask yourself how quickly things change, how every moment can become fleeting, mm-hmm. and months go by and careers fade away or right. spring into life. Right. And that's where we're at right now with this roster. I mean, one minute Jordi Reyna scoring header goals in the box, the next minute he's being shopped to anyone who will please take on this motherfucking salary. You know, like, easy come, easy go. And the fact of the matter is we're fortunate to cheer for Charlotte FC. We're fortunate to be part of this club. We're fortunate to drink Charlotte beer. And we're fortunate to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Up and coming city yep. here and in we're it's the, the roaring twenties. We're in the roaring freaking twenties, dude. We're in it's like the cycle is, is moving into a phase of up and, and things are like dynamic and just like kinetic and like there's energy everywhere. And we live in a city where the energy is very focused and we're cheering for a club that is as Seize the energy in that town, and it's just like, oh man, that feels so good. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, follow us on Twitter at Fourth Crown Baby. We're here at Common Market, and you can check us out on Twitter at Fourth Crown Baby. I took a couple photos of our recording location, and tonight's been nothing but good stuff, baby. That's that's right. It's 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 the good stuff episode of the Charlotte Soccer Show, and until next time. For the crown, baby.